It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hi, this is uh, Jay Horowitz with a special edition of Amazing Mets Alumni Podcast. And my special guest is Darren Meehan, the owner, creator, and chief marketing mark of the Seven Line. <laughs> Let me take it back 11 years. You were at Chase Stadium 2011. You get kicked out of the stadium. Yeah, I did. You get kicked out of the stadium. Could you imagine... 11 years that you are where you're in now with your sanctioned by MLB, new era, you have, we sit in a team store where your product is here. Could you imagine for fast forward 11 years we'd be sitting here talking about this? No, I'm glad you brought it up because I wasn't sure if that's something that the Mets actually like me to talk about. No, listen, listen. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's, look at it, I think it's crazy from where you started. Yeah. You were at, because they had, you, you, were, you were handing out business cards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ushers got upset and threw you out of the stadium. Well, initially, the the whole that was during the whole Don't Trade Rays you know, right, movement, right. and I was making the signs and the T-shirts and so on and so forth. And then um, we had a big uh, gathering of fans on the Shea Bridge on that Friday night game. Right. Kevin Burkhart came out. We were hanging out, whatever. The Sunday night baseball ended up being Mets Braves. Right. And you know, I was like, you know, I still got my sign. Why don't I grab a ticket behind the Mets dugout? and bring it again you know see if i can get this sign on tv you know so reyes is in the box i'm standing there with the sign the bottom says the sevenline.com which i found out you can't really put website addresses on there yeah so i'm getting all this free advertising on espn chris card defended you right i mean Carton defended you and the next day yeah yeah. i was on you know the whole idea wasn't let me get ejected but it kind of worked out in my favor because you know they said don't show the sign anymore i said well i kind of don't need to because it was already blowing up everywhere so i folded it up and then the fans around me were like, you know, kind of booing, like, hey, you should do, you know, keep showing the sign. I said, ah, you know, I'm not going to ruffle any feathers here. So I handed out some business cards for the website. Right. And then they kicked me out for soliciting. Um, and that was an 11. And then it, by 2014, I had the kiosk in the stadium. So to get kicked out and then have an official license with the league a couple of years later was pretty wild. There are, how many different shirts do you have now? Do you produce? Oh, man, dozens. Um, you know, everything has to go through an approval process. So it's different when, you know, Johan threw his no-hitter. By the next day, I had a shirt done. Right. And I was wearing it to the to the game on that day, on that right. Saturday day game. Because at the time, I didn't have to get anyone's approval. Um, so, you know, certainly things changed when I got the license. So now things have to get checked by the, either the Mets and the league and the Players Association. So the, it's a slower process. But uh, dozens at any given moment if you go to the site. And I'm really, you don't solicit any advertising, right? You don't no, pay. I don't pay to advertise. I never have. Um, I feel like uh, brand loyalty and word of mouth through the fan base goes a lot further than paying the fan to to mention mm-hmm. the brand or have a commercial on, you know, SNY, which certainly would be great for the business. Yeah. But I think that when fans find out about something organically and they tend to like it. Yeah. They uh, have a stronger connection to the to the brand than it being something like kind of forced down their throat. So um, certainly in the beginning, the early stages of having the players wear the stuff was was That's huge. What I, ask. I remember, I'm, I'm uh, Zach Wheeler was early. Yep, yep. Lucas Duda. Yep, Duda Turner. Turner and those guys. Once it got to the locker room, right. that was another big yeah, step. Yeah, Harvey. Right? Um, right. You know, Santana would wear that. 
that we did that shirt for the Gary Carter Foundation with right. the eight with the teardrop. And I believe uh, Johan wore it under his jersey for the entire season. What I remember most, one game in particular since after me, the, the Cincinnati clinching game in uh, when we when in 15, and you guys were all over the place. And I remember even the, the guys talked about it. And I mean, that had to make you feel good. To it was, make, it was when, crazy. Uh, our friend Chris Duell, uh, he's a big Mets fan. He lives in Chicago. He drove to the game, and he, he at the time he was bringing his flag everywhere he went, the Seminole Army flag. Right. And uh, Daniel Murphy saw it, grabbed the flag, and went out on the field with it. Right. And I then the, the next day, it was a double-page photo in, in, I think, USA Today or somewhere. But it was all over SNY. So, I mean, certainly having the, the, the players' support um, was gigantic. I mean, and you can't pay for that. So that's that's great. Well, and I remember one game. Uh, it was the, You guys were at the Dickey game in 2012. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when, you know, pushing our ring. He was in early. And remember oh, absolutely. He, yeah, he, he wore it, too. So we did something with him as well. Not Sorry to cut you off. Um, you know, he was raising money for when he was doing his Kilimanjaro right, climb. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and uh, I think it was called Bombay Teen Challenge. I think it was what it was called. He was raising money. And uh, so we started working with him. Uh, we had a shirt that looked like it was his face, but with a Darth Vader helmet, it said Darth Dickey on it. So we we're trying to get creative with certain things, and we'd certainly kick back to whoever the players wanted us to donate some money to. Um, so yeah, I mean, this early support from the players was huge. Tell me about the trips. I was trying to make. I know you read, you get like a thousand in your, and you you make money on the shirts. I'm not trying to pry into your yeah, fears, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but how, how do you make money doing? We it? make nothing on the ticket, so. The ticket's a wash. So the way it works is, since we do have the license of Major League Baseball, everyone needs to get their cut, you know? So um, the way it works is, like, we're going to we're going to uh, Anaheim on Friday. I don't know when this comes out. Maybe it's already happened. But Anaheim on Friday with twelve, a little over 1,200 fans. So the way it works is now the, the teams call me because they say, you know, it's the easiest ticket sell I've ever had. The, the ticket rep calls, and we buy the tickets, tell them how many we need. Um, just for instance, yesterday our, our Philly outing went up. That's 1,500 tickets. We already sold over 1,000. So we buy the ticket and then bump it up a little bit to include the T-shirt, and there's a special game patch that will say, like, Philly, and I think it's August 20th. And then, um, you know, the, the league gets their cut for their, you know, royalties, and then the rest goes to us. Didn't, didn't Colorado you, – did you guys go to Colorado? Yeah, it was snowed out on the Friday. Aren't some teams kind of mad that, you know, there's like a group of a 1,000 people in the stands cheering for the Mets? Didn't somebody say something sometime? Uh, the Cubs. We'll probably never go back to Wrigley. Right. That, Wrigley was our first ever road game, so we weren't sure what to expect. I right. think that sold like 600 or so tickets. But the way the bleachers work, it's first-come, first-serve seating. So we knew that, and we didn't do a pregame party like we normally do. We said, let's just get there early. We had online and get in. We secured our spot so the Cubs fans weren't too happy about that. Like, let's say you have your set, your certain seat you like to sit in. Right, right. We took over the entire left field side of the bleachers. Um, had a fun time. You know, knock on wood, we've done 100 and, I don't know, 30 outings or something like that by this point. We've been everywhere in the National League. Uh, now we're clicking off the AL. Now that they're going to start playing uh, the AL, every AL team, but they're going to do interleague every year now so we should be able to close out AL pretty soon but how do you get the word like how do you get the word out your internet do? yeah the internet it's really that's crazy yeah it's I only have one other full time employee I've been doing really? this yeah around, around the so clock really mom and pop and uh... yeah it's, it's two of us so yeah. I'll go to work and they'll be like on any given day myself Lizzie has been working with me I've known yeah. her since I'm a teenager I'm 41 now so I'm getting older but anyway so back to Chicago so we had a great time the Mets lost you know shocker on that one but the Mets lost and then we tried to go back as a repeat as our 100th outing. It was going to work out our 100th outing. It was right. going to be a repeat of uh, Wrigley. 
I put my deposit down. I guess whoever I put the deposit down with at the Cubs didn't get clearance from the higher-ups. Right. They didn't want us to come back and sit in the bleachers because I guess the presence we had was such a right. strong force. They tried to sprinkle us around the ballpark or spread us out over, like, 15 sections. They said that, you know, obviously that's not going to work for us. But the contract said bleachers. So I put up a big stink. I'm like, listen, we're, we're already about to sell these tickets. It says bleachers. And now you want to spread us around. They even t- offered to put us on rooftops across the street. They did not want us in the ballpark. Really? So I canceled the outing. I said, listen, I'm not going to compromise what the group is uh, because you don't want us to you know, overpower your fan base. You know? How do you handle all the phone calls then? I mean, I no mean, phone calls. So <laughs> That shows how odd I am. I, I don't mean, have my phone number on this site. I mean, a lot of people say, like, hey, how can I call you? You know, we have a... a Frequently, frequently asked questions area and a comment, uh, you know, yeah. submission form. But, um, you know, I'm around the clock, so I've been doing this full time for over a decade. It's crazy thinking now that Mets are in their 61st, se- 61st season, right. and we've been around for a sixth of it so far, which is pretty crazy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And you really had no choice but to be a Mets fan. Already, both your grandparents were Mets fans. Yeah, my grandfather worked at Shea, yeah. What did he do, can I ask you? He ran the press gate. Really? Yeah. I probably knew him. Yeah, right? probably. Bill Meenan, yeah. He oh, no, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's funny, like, you know, certainly times have changed, especially after 9-11, but we would show up with no ticket at all. We'd walk in, go to his office. Right when you walk in the press gate, the office to the left was his. So we'd say hello. He'd finish what he was doing for the day. We'd walk up the two ramps right behind home plate, and he'd talk to someone, and we'd sit there and watch the game. So I was extremely spoiled after I realized, hey, like this actually costs money you know, to go to a game. Because I was such a little kid, I didn't know. you know, it's going to visit Grandpa at work. So One, one sign that caught my attention, I, after the 2009 season, I survived. Yeah, yeah. That was the very first shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was a little leeway till the right. That's in 09. That was 09. Oh, 10, there was really no, no shirts then? No, the, the first shirt, the I Survived shirt, came out right at the end of the 2009 season, our first year here at City Field, uh, the Mets moved over and had a breakdown of disappointment. So it's like the collapse, the this, the that. Yeah. And then it said, let's go Mets 2010, which at the time, obviously, I didn't realize this. I was breaking trademark law, but uh, I found out very quickly you can't write let's go Mets on a shirt. I changed it to LGM. I mean, so you didn't use the Mets logo in ne- the early years. Never, never. I mean, no, I, I knew not to do that, yeah. but I did write Let's Go Mets on the very first yeah. shirt, not it, thinking it, it was going to be a brand. Right. You know, it was just some funny shirts for my friends. So um, that quickly changed. I started writing LGM, which I think we may have been the first people to ever write LGM on, on apparel. Um, I don't know if it was something that was floating around social media right. yet, but certainly now I think MLB trademarked it or someone did. But either way, that was the very first shirt. And then... Um, at the time, I was doing odd jobs. I was bartending. I was doing this, doing that, kind of anything to make myself a couple extra bucks so I can go to more baseball games. And I was like, wow, you know, it kind of struck something. What do you go, how many shirts. games do you go to a year now about? Now? Yeah. Uh, now with a wife and a kid and living in Suffolk County, not nearly as many as I used right. to, but at least 20. But when I was starting the brand and I lived, I could ride my bicycle here, I was going to at least – in total, from going to Yankee Stadium or, you know, I'd go down to D.C. And, and Philly, I'd probably go to at least 80 games a year. Wow. Yeah. 
How many how many groups do you have at City? I mean, how many outings uh, here? Yeah, how many outings do you have here? We typically do one or two a month at, at home, right? And then on the road, we do between four and six, depending on you know how the schedule plans out. But our road trips, the way I've done it so far, besides when we went to Baltimore on a weekday, they always have to be weekends. But uh, in 15, we did Baltimore on a Wednesday and, and Colorado on a Saturday of the same week. I know you guys wild. were at the Bartolo Homer game too, right? Uh, Y'all, Bartolo, yeah. Yes, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Was, to be there in the ballpark for that, and I don't know if you heard the story, but we were pre-gaming at a bar up the road, and I met a, a, a guy and his couple friends at the bar, and, they, and he said to me before the game, if Bartolo ever hits a home run, I'm going to get a Bartolo colon tattoo. Really? And then it happened like an hour Crazy. later. And he got the tattoo. Yeah. I, I, there was a guy, I mean, he wasn't in your group. I'm, I remember we gave a guy a batty after the game from New York, but it wasn't in your group there. No, no. the ball, the home run landed in the left field. Right. Uh, and a Mets fan actually caught it. A little kid caught yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I met the guy. But we were in the right field, and uh, it was great. The, the the quote from Howie said, the seven-line army in right field might tear this ballpark down. So it was great. And more and more, our TV started to pump you up a little bit more as we TV, got. no, never. But never. the radio always. Just be radio. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is the TV, but no, not not on the TV. But um, radio for sure. Howie's great, big friend of of the group, and uh, we love the radio support for sure. What do you what like? Do you get to do anything special for old timers day game? Or, 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 or you know, it's tough. Like I would love to, but uh, I'm certainly going to be here. But the way that it works with our group when the schedule comes out. We kind of get first crack, first dibs on the the Big Apple Reserve in center field. Right. So once this once that was announced, it was kind of too late for us to add another game. Um, I'll be here for sure. I'm, you know, I, as a group, though, probably not. Do you, who are your favorite Mets through the years? You guys, you got to know. I mean, I get this asked so often because it's sometimes we'll do like a Twitter Q and A, and people ask questions. I, I, I feel I, like I, I don't like to answer that question. I don't like. I think it's generational. Yeah, I think growing yeah. up, I'd say like Strawberry, like I yeah. Reyes. I like guys with a lot of flash. A lot yeah. of you know. Um, it's not to say that you know a, a player who's on the quieter side doesn't become a favorite, but um, the one thing I, I mean, I'm certainly you know this better than anyone. As a fan, it's a little difficult when you get to the point where you do start getting to meet some of these guys, right. and it kind of tarnishes a little bit when you think someone might be this really you right. know cool guy, and then you meet them somewhere, and you're like, eh, I don't really know about that guy too much. But um, you know, if I had to pick, certainly I'd probably say Strawberry you know, as a kid, and then. Reyes when I was in my 20s. Who's the one that's been nicest to your to your seven line? Is there any oh, one? man, that's going to be so tough to pick a nicest. Um, you know, what certainly helped, like we were talking about with the T-shirts in the clubhouse, was Turner in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, we struck up a friendship. Uh, you know, we hung out a little bit down in spring training. And then um, when they got back up here, I used to drop off boxes of stuff right to the side door here. Like, they would warm up. They'd do BP, yeah. whatever. I would text him. He'd meet me at the door, and I'd hand off a box, and he'd he'd spread it around the clubhouse. So Turner was huge in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I remember Zach specifically. Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, before he got called up, he did a photo shoot for Newsday. I do remember and that. And he was sitting on the hood of his pickup truck wearing our shirt. Yeah. Huge logo, T7L on the front. It was yeah. a, a three-quarter sleeve baseball shirt. He ended up signing it and mailing it to me afterwards, so I have it. So I have the cover of the paper and him. I, I just really... Seven Live is because of the train, right? That's, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. initially I was like, you know, trying to come up with a creative name right. for it. And people call clothing line clothing companies like a clothing line. Um, I'm glad that the I, the names I chose initially weren't available. Because I, I was going to do something like Mets related. But obviously that wouldn't have fly, right. flew in the beginning. But um, I'm big on domain names. So what I do when I tell this when I'm speaking with anyone who's starting a business is search the internet, make sure it's available. Because if you can't buy the domain, it's not worth it. So if you're going to come up with whatever, Jay Horowitz podcast, whatever, 
uh, searchthat.com, buy it for a dollar on GoDaddy, and make that your brand name. How many calls, because of all your success, how many calls you get from people in other cities? Hey, how did you do this? What did you do? <laughs> do you get a lot of calls? Constant, yeah. Right. Uh, there's always fans uh, of other, either other teams or other sports and say, you know, I've, I haven't heard of you know, a, a, a fan having this level of success, you know, building a brand and relationship with a team. Like, how do you do it? And he says, you know, I can't really explain that in a phone call or I, I got to write a book or something about it because it's it's really hard to explain. And I think that the reason why it kind of escalated to the point as it has, it was because of the fans helping it grow to the point because it's there was no roadmap. I didn't come up with a set of goals. There was no business plan. It was basically, I like going to games why don't we try to bring fans together and make stuff that other fans would want to purchase instead of going to like models, you know, like they have more of a connection to a, a, another fan making the shirt at their house than picking it up at a store. But why you don't know? you think it's happened like with the Giants or the Knicks or, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you. I mean, it's, I, we're even the Yankees, right? I mean, has it- yeah, I mean, the, the Yankees have that one fan named Bald Vinny. He has his own t-shirt apparel right. brand, but as far as the, I think the, the escalation of the, of the brand is because of the group outings. I think that getting the fans together, getting people together, even when the team is horrible, and say, right. listen, the, the, the Mets are 20 games out, but we're going to tailgate and have fun, get people together. How did the, how did the first group bounding come to? That was the Dickey game. It was the Dickey. We so did a, to, walk me through how did that come So to? we did a, a much smaller scale outing on the left field. I think it was the Party City deck at the time. Right, right. Where what, it was like 50 people out there, whatever it was. And then I became friendly with a ticket rep named Chris Leith, who's no longer with the Mets, but great guy. And... Uh, he was a very early supporter of behind the doors here, you know, before we even had the license. This was pre-MLB license. And uh, I said, you know, the Mets are playing. It was a Thursday day game in 2012. How many fans could possibly want to take off of work for a team not making the playoffs? And uh, we didn't know it was going to be the Dickey game. It kind of worked out that way. Right. There was like a rain out the week before. Was, yeah, yeah. Something happened where the schedule changed and he was going to pitch and possibly go for 20 wins. So I ended up making flyers. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of flyers that said Dickie 20 and I kept them in a in a box in my backpack just in case he hit he did get the 20th win handed them out after the game and everyone's holding them up it was a big moment it's on SNY's uh, Mets Classic like once a week um, so we purchased I think 100 tickets they sold out right away I purchased 100 more they sold out right away we ended up sending, selling 560 tickets to that game for the Thursday day game for the Mets doing nothing Yeah. and uh you know, kind of the the stars aligned. Dickie threw his 20th win. Yeah. We had a great time. Went to McFadden's afterwards and partied it up. And then I'm like, all right, I guess we have to do this for opening day. So then we bought the whole section for opening day 2013, and then the rest is history. I mean, the Mets ticket reps probably loved you, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you have your own podcast. I mean, I was on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when did that start, Darren? So we're on our sixth season of Orange and Blue thing. It's once a week, just during the season. Right. So I don't, I don't like to get into the the ins and outs of the X's and O's and we trade rumors. Guests, and, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've you know Piazza's been on. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, like a couple you know. times. Uh, yeah. Daniel Murphy and his wife they were on last year helping promote uh, the prom series that that she works on with a couple other wives. But yeah, we've had some great guests. Yourself has yeah. been on the show, but um, I think that we're more about like the. The show is more about like the community aspect of what being a Mets fan is all about. Right. Where are we going? What's our pregame party going to be like? And so on and so forth. But the, I don't get into trade rumors and batting averages and stuff like that. I leave that to the pros, you know? At some point, I don't want to put you on the spot. At some point, 
in the in the two thousand. I was probably a jackass to you. No, no, you know, I think I was. You know what? Why? I probably the one person who got me on the straight line. This is where I'm getting to the point. Was, okay. was Shannon, uh-huh. and you were always so nice to when you always. I used to call for her fundraisers, but she's she always used to point. I was had a hard time acknowledging new news sometimes. And she was always say, "This is a good thing. This is a good thing." I'm sure at some point, I probably said something stupid. No, to you. no, never. No, no, no. no. I've well, always been a big supporter of yours. Well, and, but and, no, I, I yeah. just appreciate all the stuff that you you did with her when she was sick. You you helped raise money and do it. You always retweeted a lot of stuff, so that's appreciated. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So what's your your next, you don't know, what, what are the next shirts coming up? I don't know. I think that the, the way that it... I, I love not having a plan. I think that's the best part of the yeah. whole thing. But I'm not getting any younger either. So it's the kind of thing where when I think about the group, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying 41's all by any means, but now I'm older than pretty much every player you know, in the league. Right. But uh, as far as the group's concerned and trying to get youth, like MLB has a problem with, yeah, we, we could agree maybe, I hope, uh, or I think, that getting younger fans involved in the sport is a little difficult now with the no technology and, and social no media and their, their lack of interest and attention span. So I think for me, uh, trying to find ways to get younger fans into our group and, and enjoying what we're doing, because it's expensive. Yeah. Going to baseball games and traveling no like question. we do, it's like almost impossible. And you work hand-in-hand when I'm be with this stuff too? You yeah, think? not with that. I mean, no one dictates what we do. The best yeah. part about it so far is no one says to me, like, you have to do this, you have to do that. Well, you can't do that. They say you can't, yeah, but, but they don't say you have to. You right. know, So that's cool. But I think whenever it's over, I don't know, I'm not saying I'm trying to sell the brand anytime soon or anything like that, but whenever the seven line's done, I'd love for fans to look back and say, Wow, that was that was a cool, you know, portion right. of the of the you know the Mets timeline. You know, it's really remarkable where you became from eleven to getting whatever you got. Yes, to leave to where you are. And you have to, yeah, you, you know, and really self-started on your own terms, right? You to yeah, be- I didn't go to any kind of business school or anything. Right. It's my my business school is uh, you know uh, trying to be street smart and and like you said with, with Shannon or, or working with the team. Whenever there's anything that the team needs or I try to help, you know, promote this right. or promote that. I don't want to be in, even in the beginning when I didn't have a license, I don't, wasn't trying to be an enemy of the team. I was right. like, what can I do to be a part of this and try to help elevate the fan base and bring people together and get more people to come to the ballpark, you know? Wait, was the MLB thing in New Era, was that a breakthrough for you? Oh, you? it was very scary. Yeah. yeah, I mean, going to, you know, the offices in, what is it, Park Avenue in, yeah. in New York City, sitting there at very scary meetings with a bunch of people at the table and, you know, it was it was almost presented to me almost like a take it or leave it. Like here, we're, you're going to figure out this license, or you you can't do this anymore. Yeah. So when the the ink dried and we were about to announce that 2014 were an officially yeah. licensed brand, I thought that the fans were going to turn their backs on us. To be honest, well, they could be, be, be a come yeah, like oh, you're a sellout you're and you're this right, or that, which right. I still hear to this day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but you know, it's. I don't care anymore. I'm I'm in my 40s, and you know I have a wife and a kid and a and a and a, and a mortgage to worry about. But um, you know the whole thing for a while was that I was there was this 
this uh, grand plan on the internet that I was working with the Wilpons and I was this, I was this. I don't have anything to do with the team besides loving the team right. as, since I'm a kid. And certainly there's a kickback to the league because I have a license. So right. like the little, look at the logos on the shirts, it says Mets on it. I mean, they have to get their cut. But, you know, um, thankfully now we're eight years past the, the, the right. ink drying and the fans are still showing up in droves. So Actually, that's... Did you, are you going to have to remember the sign man? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that any inspiration to you at all? Or oh, I love that. I love seeing the old, the original sign man, Carl. Right, right. Uh, and um, you know, it's funny looking back at photos of what the ballparks looked like. There, no right. one's wearing team gear. You know, no one's wearing you know any Mets stuff until right. you know it certainly started to be more of a thing where fans would buy jerseys and so on and so forth. But yeah, I think that you know my attraction to the lifestyle of just enjoying the day at the ballpark and and the fan you know atmosphere right. was do you remember Bo Field yes Bo would sit behind home plate rolling her arms and she had the 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 uh styrofoam hat or whatever right. when my grandfather would get me into the games she sat in that section so as a very little kid I would sit down next to her not really even knowing what we were doing but I was rolling my arms and having right, fun right. and I was a little kid yeah you know, having my Cons hot dog and my RC Cola and, you know, whatever it was that my parents fed me that day. But, you know, that aspect of excitement uh, was kind of something I was doing at a very early age. So when it came time to being my turn to get people together, I said, well, I've already been kind of doing this since I'm a little kid. Now we're just doing the group aspect, you know. Wow. It's been a problem getting to know you a little bit more and uh, best of luck. And hopefully you have, we celebrate a world championship in uh, that year. Man, listen, if we ever... Uh, well, it's going to happen eventually, but if and when it does, I would love to be able to drive my truck down the Canyon Heroes. We put you on the roof, maybe. Yeah, yes, that'd be fine. <laughs> we'll strap fall, you in. Well, no, we'll I'd probably you, fall off. But it, no, I'll put your seatbelt <laughs> on on the roof. That would be great. All right, thanks for your time, Dave. Absolutely. Appreciate, appreciate it. it Thank thanks, you. Thanks,